now look, we are back. I don't know when the last time we recorded we was. We are getting Doug back. Dickie Natural was Hello. over in Bali or something. And then yep, the wedding know, was good fun. Last week, we just couldn't, remember make it. It, couldn't make it happen. But we're back mm. in time for the big, huge preliminary finals coming up. Now, I don't so know what were our predictions? I, no, I think we were pretty much right, except I reckon we might have, one or more of us might have said GWS yeah. would be in it against Richmond. Uh, yeah. But I, I think we predicted that, I think we both, we all thought that West Coast would win the first game. And we all, I think we all went for Melbourne. I know I would have. I don't know. If I'm not sure if I went for Melbourne. Did. I'm not. That's probably one that I didn't go. And we I all would have said Richmond. Yeah, we all went Richmond. Um, yeah, so I think we were pretty much on the mark. But I mean, it has gone for the most part, like to be expected, I'd say. Like nothing outrageous has happened, except maybe the way some of the games have happened. Like I don't think, we probably didn't think Melbourne would really dominate I think a lot of it Geelong wasn't as and... competitive as I guess we would have thought. Well, like Sydney yeah. wasn't as competitive as we would have no. thought them and to the, be, neither was Geelong. The Geelong-Melbourne games during the season were all like after the siren or last kick of the game results, whereas this one was a pretty, like, score-wise it wasn't that one-sided, but if you watch the game, Melbourne was really dominant. Um, the West Coast-Collingwood game was pretty competitive and tight, um, pretty good. That uh, was good. We held up wedding speeches for that. Yeah. We tried to. Collingwood GWS was pretty close on the scoreboard, but that was another one where I think Collingwood was a bit more in control of the game, but they didn't didn't maybe convert um, their dominance into scoreboard because they won by 10 points, but really they were a bit. And Melbourne beat um, Hawthorne. That game, I wouldn't say they beat them like comfortably. No, they did, but Hawthorne challenged them a couple of times. And it was probably a good sign for Melbourne. Melbourne didn't play their absolute best. I thought they looked better the week before, even though they were more effective. They kicked more goals this time. Um, but yeah, it leads into two pretty good prelims. Oh, yeah. People, Mate, um, the first game's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm getting a oh. little annoyed though, right? Because it, it obviously is going to be huge because it's two, the two, two of the very biggest um, and oldest Victorian clubs. But like, oh, this is the biggest preliminary final in history and all this stuff. <laughs> like every year, the prelim, it's just like because the two Victorian, they're totally, they're just like not even, oh, we don't give a shit about West Coast. They're just like, ah. Oh. Whatever. Oh, and I've got to say, I reckon, like, I've said some things recent times about West Coast and how, like, I've said, I hope they don't make the grand final because I thought that them against Richmond would be pretty one-sided. But now you're like, fuck it! Fuck well, Victorian cunts. No, I wouldn't nah, say fuck that. <laughs> nah, fuck them. But what I would say Have you seen is, all the Melbourne cunts? I think I've probably, like, I haven't... Um, I still think that. Like, I still, I still think that... Richmond West Coast could maybe be one-sided if it does end up happening. But I will say, West Coast have done pretty well to get where they are. When you you look at their season, you think that they haven't had Nick Nat for a while now and they won't have him. And they, they haven't had... Have, they didn't have Josh Kennedy for a lot of it. They haven't had Gaff. They didn't have Kennedy for a bit. They missed um, Darling for a bit. Darling and Kennedy but at times. Schofield's back. Yes. They've had, so they've had... like They've jumped out a bit. So Doesn't matter. They've done pretty well, the Eagles. Yeah, Brad Shepard's missing our now. Our new favourite player, Schofield. So, um, yeah, I thought I didn't know he still played. I thought he was just hosting. What's his name? Vision. What's his first name? Will. Will. Willard Schofield. So, yeah, they've, they've done pretty well, the Eagles. I think them and Melbourne are a pretty good game. Melbourne obviously beat them um, only a few weeks ago over here. With no Kennedy and yeah. no Darling, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Darling got concussed mm. at the start of that game. So Yeah, so it shapes as a bit of a different game. Melbourne didn't have um, Jack Viney then either. No, yeah. So, 
yeah, they'll both be slightly different teams, but their game style and stuff's obviously going to be very similar. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but um, how's, how's all fucking the media being like, oh, Melbourne, buy all your tickets and don't go to the game and yeah, shit and fucking... Why? I don't we're going to make sure we have the Melbourne supporters broadcast at the game on the screen. It's like, you fucking duck. <laughs> That's retarded. No, we can't say that word, actually. That's dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. I probably can't say that either. <laughs> um, What's the meaning of... Oh, hold on, word of the day. Go on. But yeah, you look up the word of the day. It's probably retarded. So in terms of... Uh, News. I mean, this is going to be a pretty informal podcast. Obviously, there's only two games to talk about, and mm-hmm. the news is sort of limited at this time. But the news going around: Dusty Martin had a corky or something, and there was all yeah, this like, "Oh, no. Dusty can bring it." And that Richmond came out and said, "Ridiculous." He's got a he had a corky, but he's fine. He's just you know not training hard. The one day they were there, he was just doing this like the media was sensationalism like, on this. Is yeah, ridiculous. He was, walk, he was walking up and down the ladder thing. And they were like, oh, it didn't look good, did it? He didn't look 100%. It's like, how could you say? He, was he wasn't walking. doing anything. He was not doing one thing. He was like jogging, doing high knees. Uh, he looked fine, the things he was doing, but it wasn't like he was like trying no, to run fucked. and limping. He was just walking around. He like, <laughs> wasn't like, doing like a drill. Then, he was just yeah. like walking. And it wasn't like the other players were doing 100 meter sprints or anything. Like they just weren't there. It was just him doing this one thing off to the side. Uh, anyway, they said today, like he trained today with the group. And he looked fine. And they've said he's fine again. I just don't understand why the media is just like, if they decide something is a thing, they're like, no, we don't care what the club actually comes out and Yeah, says. then they keep asking We're like, people. no, no, we just don't believe you, basically. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Clubs do sometimes tend to not be truthful about that sort of thing. But if they said he's going to play, he's going to play. And he's going to play. Yeah, he'll play. And, 100%. you know, Dustin Martin, even if he's like 60%, or he'd just play full I mean, forward and probably kick six goals. He had an awesome first final, so Yeah. The other thing is, like, if he was injured, right? And like he didn't make he didn't get up and they got knocked out, would we be going, Oh, if they had Dusty, that would have been a different game. And by the way, the guy who broke that story <laughs> yeah. remember him? What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he got it wrong. Like, who cares? But that's what it's all about. They just want to break the story for some reason. It's like yeah. who gives a shit? name, Dustin. The truth is second to being first in uh, media stuff. I'd love one time for a journo to just come out and be like, um, like who who was it? Uh, your mate that's on six PR. He really hates Fremantle and he always just so Brad Hardy or the other what was the uh, other guy, Kim Hagdorn. Yeah, Kim who Hagdorn was like stuff. he's just negative about he everything. Hates Whenever something happens, yeah, he's on the so Freo forums, they I can't remember they have like a nickname for him, but they haggers. They, they hate haggers. <laughs> they they hate him. He's so fucking negative. Um. Anyways, thinks he knows everything. Fuck I would love for him to come out. When, remember, he was like, Nat Fife has signed with St. Kilda. I'd love for him to just have come out and been like, well, I was wrong. Yeah, I got yeah. that one wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I went early. It wasn't a true thing. I, I, I was wrong. They never, ever do. They're happy to go on when they're Hagdorn right and reminisce Hagdorn about the ones is, they called early. Hagdorn, yeah, I fucking, he's, he's so shit. Yeah. Bad heart is legends. They just, they just sensationalize things. Speaking of sensationalizing... Uh, the trade radio whatever started so rumors and all that kind of stuff are ramping up and, and now not just rumors but now like some actual uh dialogue to to put to things and some some uh comments to take out of context so uh andrew gaff's manager said that he on on his kid's life <laughs> andrew, andrew gaff has not decided yet which is interesting because i thought actually 
I think that's about right. Cause I think the whole Brayshaw thing and the way that's been <laughs> dealt with. Life. <laughs> that, I, I just reckon that um, something about that I've, I felt since then he was less likely to leave. I don't know why. Something about the way West Coast kind of like protected him and all the hoopla from that. It just seemed like before then I felt like he was going through the motions and he was going to go. And then I sort of felt, oh, maybe he's not now. Maybe I feel like he reconsidered. Like somehow it made him closer, feel closer to West Coast, more connected. Does it? Yeah, do you, well, you, do might... you share that sentiment at all? Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it just will all come down to the age-old question: money versus loyalty. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I don't know if he has a girlfriend who lives over here or anything like that. That will probably come into it and shit like that. That I have mm. no idea. I think he does have a girlfriend here, but I don't think she cares about moving from what they've I'm pretty sure that's the case anyway but her parents might care yeah maybe like Andrea you <laughs> can't take her yeah um and that's how the news that's come out like a few of these things have been things I've been seeing on like forum or we've been seeing on forums and stuff for a while and now there's a little bit of actual media speculation so like Rory Lobb um Frio apparently Lob. and I think anyone since he's been a thing it's always been one of those things every year where it's like it gets brought up kind of like Jesse Hogan it gets brought up with Freo because he's a, a big marking player that can play as a forward and he's from WA, so he always gets brought up. And so apparently Fremantle are targeting... Uh, not officially, I haven't said it, but, you know, sources have said that Freo is targeting him. And I saw something today saying Fremantle are targeting also or looking at uh, Reese Conker from Richmond. Yeah, that was the thing. They came, yeah, they came out. I mean, he was talked about last year, I think, or the year I before. I think Kim Hagdorn said Reese Conker as well, yeah. Yeah. I think Brad Hardy did as well. Basically, any WA player who comes out of contract always gets brought up because basically West Coast, to some extent, and and a lot Frio, their whole like trading free agency... Face. Policy now is just like just try and get West Australian players back. Face that like, they don't even bother. But no, there's no point really. Like, like the Dylan Shield thing, his manager. The first thing out of his mouth when they're talking about where he if he's leaving GWS was, he's the first thing. And if you look at the article, it's the first thing written there. It says not Frio, even though no one had suggested <laughs> Frio was even looking at him. But he just said <laughs> the first thing he said not, not Frio. Frio. Not I think he said like not Frio, not Adelaide. He basically what his point was that. It's either going to be GWS or a Victorian club that he goes to, but he said it's not decided. Paul Hesby is very fat. There's a picture of him we're looking at right now. That's <laughs> fucking head. Um, so yeah, Dylan Shield. You know, Carlton's one of the teams. Oh yes, him. yes. If you talk to Croft, Croft, you can give some insight. Oh, You're a big Carlton fan, man. You can Rolf. tell us about how next year GWS is folding and they're merging with Carlton, <laughs> and all their players are going to Carlton this year. Forums are ridiculous, man. Like, they should, because fucking, it's pointless having 18 teams in the competition, but. Well, first of all, um, like going into today, a lot of word has been that Carlton specifically are going to be busy or already are, if you believe in that kind of thing, which obviously, you know, teams are talking. Let's face it, they are. Go on, sorry. (laughs) This thing fucking, does yours zap you? No, it doesn't zap me. I've got a thingy. Pop filter. Yeah. Um, So yeah, the teams are talking. Like, let's not shy away from it they not they shouldn't be but they are um, might as well admit that straight up well the season's over for you, uh, 14 teams don't you think so. it's weird though it's always coming out that fucking North Melbourne are offering every fucking player something but it's never coming out Carlton offering someone something. why are North Melbourne fucking offering everyone fucking money 
North Melbourne. They're literally on free. It's like, oh, North Melbourne. North Melbourne's going for free agents. I th- Carlton are going for trade. Like Dylan Trill's not a free agent. Yeah. Why don't they just get fucking free agents as well? Why what the fuck's wrong with Carlton? Well, I don't know. Just well, what, what free agents are available? I don't know. Whoever's North Melbourne's Andrew going Gaff. for as well. Apart from <laughs> Gaff, like, and they probably uh, and they'll be going for Gaff. Like, Jeremy McGovern so. was one before that, and I don't know. But yeah, he, his point is that Carlton. Why is it always North Melbourne the ones that get brought up? Like North Melbourne. So also, free agent. Free agents aren't really going to be joining Carlton are they well for money they were and it's one of the biggest Melbourne clubs still yeah you'd think they'd have as much pull as North Boring Melbourne clubs. or more more yeah fuck <laughs> North who the fuck wants to get North Melbourne true true but yeah either way uh, Carl, yeah, going into today with this whole trade radio thing Carlton there'd been talk that Carlton were pretty heavily uh, feature gonna heavily feature in trade period and they were chasing a lot of players and I think it was suggested with the McGovern talk, the Mitch McGovern talk, that his agent said that they're talking to Carlton, but an offer hasn't been extended because Carlton are, I don't know what the exact quote was, but he said that Carlton are, have a lot of things going on, basically. Yeah. So an offer hasn't extended yeah. to Mitch Which McGovern. basically yeah. means Carlton are going to try and wheel and deal to get the right pick to yeah. use for McGovern. The picks they have now... Their top top end ones are too high to trade for him, and they're probably second round. Whatever they've got in the second round might not be. I think the uh, good enough. The priority pick that they're inevitably going to get will help things a bit. I think. Yeah, but that yeah, it's it's like they may basically look to because they got pick one, so the, the priority pick's going to be an end of first round, is it? Yeah, so may, they might well, use that. I, I don't know, but I yeah. would I would suspect something like that. Or they might try and like downgrade that for like two second round picks from another club or something so they can do more trading because that's what happens a lot of time that's why the trades take so long no. normally because the trades for players they got to shuffle shit around to get I'm oh, just going to get like five of the bottom 22 GWS players <laughs> that's what happened well I mean the draft, so, so the draft is pretty deep talent wise right and, um, well I the think, top 10's the yeah the like the so cream, you've come especially top five so you've come believe that they can get the player that they want uh, after pick one, so if they don't think somebody's going to take him at pick one, they can they could essentially trade that for two picks or something in the top ten. You would think. I think they're going to use pick one because there's a Victorian midfielder that they want to take, and like there's a good chance, um, like it would depend what pick. Like if uh, let's say, um, okay, because this is another rumor that's been like Lockie Neal to Brisbane thing, right? So Brisbane's into Lockie Neal. He hasn't decided, we think. Um, but it's one of those things where he's contracted, so Frio hold the cards. Uh, but it could be like a win-win. So if let's say Fremantle take that deal, right? It's so, still never going to be a win. If Lockie Neal leaves Fremantle, that's fucked. Why would he leave Fremantle? A lot of money. I mean, I know. He, I know. I read, but, but Duh. Fremantle lot, would be no, doing so everything to keep him, surely. Apparently he's being quite underpaid at the moment. He had a deal, something contracted about it. But if he wins a doig, he gets a pay rise, and he didn't win it last year or something. His second, so, but they they've renegotiated. They've offered him a really big deal now, apparently. So it's on. This is going to be a matter of did he feel shafted or something, or maybe he doesn't like Ross Lyon. Oh, apparently, stuff going on at fucking Fremantle. It's obvious. <laughs> Anyways, what I was going to say is, so if that does go through, so Freo have, uh, you know, taking out this, without any priority picks, or whatever, just you know, standing as it is, Freo have pick five and Brisbane have. Uh, no, 
Brisbane finished below Freo. So Freo have picked six and Brisbane have picked five. So um, if they trade that to Fremantle, so the talk is that maybe they get pick five and Brisbane have, I think, pick 22 because the Dockers don't have a second rounder for Lockie Neal. Then maybe Freo say to Carlton, because Freo are more in need of a key forward than a mid, well, we'll give you five and six for pick one. And then you're looking at Carlton. So then maybe at five, because the other top in talent are all key forwards and a lot of teams are probably going to want the key forwards, especially more than you look at like Brisbane, they're not going to want it. Well, obviously they're trading to pick to Frio in this scenario. So that's irrelevant. Gold Coast probably aren't going to want to take a Victorian midfielder. St. Kilda might, but also they might be tempted to one of the King brothers, a Victorian um, center. So then you got, so they might say, okay, if we do that sort with Frio, Frio will probably go for Lukosius. Pick one is a big key forward, Jack Rewalt, uh, uh, Nick Rewalt type of player. And Carlton might think, well, then we can get a midfielder and then maybe one of those other keys or two midfielders even because there is another, um, or there's a few good figures, Rankine and um, I've been looking, there's there's a lot of, there's some good midfielders as well. But the, the real like top end, a lot of people are thinking, you know, key positions normally go in those first few picks. So that's something they could potentially look at um, or maybe, yeah, maybe they use that one of those picks to trade with someone else or... I don't know. I'm sure they'll work it out. McGovern will end up getting there. I think. What, McGovern to Fremantle? No, McGovern to Carlton. Oh, yeah. They'll work it out. Carlton I'm pretty convinced that's a lot. Second. Another one that's supposed to be pretty sewn up, like obviously nothing is, but is uh, Will Setterfield to Carlton. That's that's something which I thought was interesting. It's a bit of a gamble, obviously. He's had a injury... I don't really know much playing season, but I think his first what, like first That's a group of group of games have been quite promising, and he was what pick four, I want to say, or something. He was I like, don't know anything about him really. So yeah, he was pretty. Um, I think he was pretty touted. So you know, his potential was quite high. Mm. Um, just had a, I think he's been off with injury for a fair, for a long stint, but if he comes Ooh, back, be handy. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um. Yeah, the Neil thing is compelling to me because I, I, obviously I really love Lockie Neil. He's a great a star player. But it's one of those things of like, it's basically how far, if Fremantle are in the rebuild to the point where, which I think they should be next year, aiming for like a 7 to 10 finish, like they should be knocking on the door or making finals, they need Lockie Neil. If they lose him, that's not going to happen. 100% they need him. Now, having two top five picks is obviously if we're looking at rebuilding and maybe we're looking at extending that rebuild an extra year, then long-term, that could work out. But Lockie Neal is only 25, so you know what I mean? It's not like you're dumping out, like I'd hate to lose him too, but Michael Walters or someone who's like 28, 29, and you're like, okay, well, we've got maybe four or five more years of him, but instead of that, we're going to get like a 10-year player who could be a star. But the thing about draft picks is you never know, even as good as they might look, they don't always yeah. work out. Top five picks, like the history suggests, have a much larger percentage of working out. But, you know, the chances of getting a player Lockie Neal's level, which is, he hasn't been All-Australian, but he's, he's All-Australian calibre. That's, you know, it's an, it's an unknown. Especially if they take one of the key position players, which they probably would, they certainly take longer to come along. And there's a lot of talk about Tim Kelly as well from Geelong and him being homesick. And look, I think I'd like, he, I like him as a player and I'd love it if he did come to Freo, but I reckon he's more likely to go to West Coast because I think West Coast have I think it was more, more picks in the range that would 
work. Like Frio, uh, I hope they wouldn't give up like pick six or whatever for him because I just... Geelong will want the farm for him. Definitely. Yeah, which is unrealistic because he's only one year younger than Lockie Neal, Tim Kelly. Mm -hmm. So as good as he was in his first year, he doesn't have that much scope for improvement. He's not an elite ball user by any stretch. He does get forward and kick goals, which is a great thing. He's got a bit of speed. Um, he's a good ball winner. He's a very good player. There's no mistake about that, but he's not hes not the type of player Freo necessarily need. If they lost Neil, he'd be a very more than adequate replacement. He's, yeah, he's, a, one of, he's a mature age player who yeah. is probably kind of at the he's peak of his He's a faster Michael already. Barlow yeah. is what he is coming. Like he's a guy that gets the ball. Barlow kicked goals easily when he was early in his career. He's a lot like him, but his, his skills like a little bit rough. You Who's going to re-sign Mickey B? <laughs> on the Freo forums, all like we should just rookie list Michael Barlow if we lose Neil, they give us one year like a mature age replacement. And I was like, he's not going to cut. They're not going to do that after cutting him loose. There's no way they're going to bring in a 30 year old guy <laughs> with all the in like love I'd, Mickey like, B. I'd love it. It'd love be a, Mickey B. It'd be a great like heart heartwarming story if he did. Do it. But like he's not a West Australian either, so there's no like you know come back and, and settle his life here and like you know move into retirement with one year at Frio. He wants to play on to play on properly like he and I think he could be helpful somewhere I just yeah. think like, back to back to Tim Kelly I think it's yeah like I, I think I said to you I think um, he's a mature age player who is obviously obviously really talented but probably mm. doesn't have a lot more scope for improvement like you said and he's also playing in a midfield with Selwood Ablett and Dangerfield yeah I, I think that probably gives him a little bit of space and there's no there's play. no rush on him because to me I think he's like, unless he becomes a Brownlow contender next year, his value is at its highest right now. Like if Frio just wait until it comes to the end of his contract or whatever, and he's like, no, I want out. So in like a year's time or whatever, he's gonna his value is going to decrease. Because one, if you're at the end of the contract, they got less bargaining power. Right now, he's contracted for an extra year. He's only played the one season and he was great. So it looks like there's all this, you know, one more year. He plays next year and might have the second year blues or have some injury problems or even just play the same as he did, but not improve one year older coming out of contract, all of a sudden the value and you know what I mean? Like it yeah. shifts the balance. In that case, bit. do you reckon I, I reckon if you're, if he, if he is at his highest value, do you think Geelong should, regardless of whether he wants to go home, look what? to trade him for something that would help them somewhere else? In No, because I think Geelong's midfield depth is shit anyway. Like he's he's far down the order because they got the top end talent, but they don't have deep. They've got Ablett, who's like midfield time is last legs. Dangerfield and Selwood, who are both older as well, and then they've got Mitch Duncan, and then they got Menegola and Tim. like they they've got a lot of guys that just do the. But same Dun like thing. Duncan and Guthrie are good. Well, Guthrie but plays they're... more like half back anyway, or wing. Like yeah. you know what I mean? So they need. I think they need Tim Kelly as someone who can play like a winger. Um, uh, yeah. Andrew Gaff. They could use someone with a bit more pace maybe or whatever. But I mean, if, I guess if they're getting Dalhouse, which is yeah. another thing that's talked about, like maybe because him and Kelly are probably kind of similar. Mitch Wallace re-signed for Bulldogs. Yeah, probably. he did. That was one that they said he Heart was, and he was soul definitely player. out and then he re-signed. Kelly-headed fuck. <laughs> um, Pretty yeah, I don't know. I reckon... I think there's a there's a be a good chance Tim Kelly might end up in Perth next season. I reckon he'll end up at the Eagles and like, Gaffer leave. Yeah, I don't reckon it'll be at Frio. 
Obviously, if Gaff doesn't leave, then he won't go to West Coast because they won't be able oh, to I can him. Care. But if Gaff does leave, they'll be like, okay, well, you know, we can maybe move Shuey to more of a wingman role and then put Tim Kelly in the center and we're, you know, balance, they've balanced it out all of a sudden pretty well. I don't know, though. You never know. It's one of those things where, it, like, there's all this, there's so much, oh, he's really homesick and blah, 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 but we've never really heard him say that. You know what I mean? Like, he, his things are always yeah, like, oh, no, I'm knows? really happy at Geelong, blah, blah, blah. So. Who the fuck knows with these things? See what happens. All right, let's talk about the games coming up. All the games. First game, Friday, right. September 21. First versus third. Richmond mm. versus Collingwood. So, both top four, both made it to the prelims. Yeah. Well, look, I think to beat Richmond, you've got to win clearances and get ground position. Because if they get into their forward line... They're just gonna score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at because they're just their midfield and stuff. Like, I would have a good midfield. Well, Richmond don't win the clear. Their, their clearances are pretty poor. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think they they're big. I think Collingwood's big men could worry them. Could worry Richmond a little bit, but if they don't, Who's Richmond will rock? smash them. Who's Richmond's rock? Nankervis and Grig. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Melbourne. Uh, sorry, not Melbourne. Collingwood should. Do pretty well. Brody Grundy's going to get especially if, if Martin's corked and he plays more forward. They should do pretty well out of the center. But the problem is, like they've got to be really, um, really smart with Mason Cox because he'll probably have Rance on him. And Cox is a big stand there. Like Rance can peel off, so they've got to. I reckon just stand Mason Cox like thirty meters out and just kick it. Like let him try and body on body Rance. Because if yeah. he's leading, Rance is just going to peel off. If he goes to the wrong spot, Rance is just going to peel off and affect it. And like, yeah, it's been that high, tall, kind of sitting right. Yeah. As long as they bring it to ground, out. you know, they've got guys like Stevenson and stuff at ground level that could do some damage, but they just can't. That's the problem. Is Rising Star been done? The clearances if they hack it forward. Yeah. Yeah, Stevenson won the Rising Star, like I said, he would. Yeah. He was the favourite. So it wasn't like I made a, <laughs> a wild prediction or anything, but I thought he would. It seemed like we came second. No one else had a chance. Uh, I don't know actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't have. I don't have a lot of faith that Collingwood can play without hacking it forward and, and like playing into Richmond's hands. But that's what they need to do. I think they need to capitalize on their tall players. Like, they got the gr- smart, like, like and Grundy's dominance, which he should have over yeah. Manakervis. Sidebottom and Pendlebury are both like pretty composed ball users. So if they can get their hands on it enough. Trelaw? Maybe. Yeah, Tre- Trelaw. Uh, nah, Trelaw's a hacker. Yeah, he's Trelaw's playing. A, Trelaw's yeah, playing. yeah, he is. Yeah, but he's yeah. a big he's time a hacker. Of the ball. He gets hacker. it and just... When he plays well and when he's in peak form is when he gets it and he explodes out of the stoppage and then takes time. But when he's like just coming... Like he's not in peak form right now. He played well in the last game, but he's a hacker of the ball. Yeah, I think it was not last he week. He rushes. Last week, but the week before. And mm. I told you, I think I, thought, I think I saw him like three times just blindly, like he was facing the wrong direction. Yeah, and to get it forward, he just blindly swung kick the ball yeah. like and around his known, side without even looking where he was kicking. Like three yeah. times, I saw it happen. That's been a criticism on him um, earlier in his career. So they can't afford to be doing that. But look, I reckon it'll be a, I, I reckon it'll be a low scoring game, and I think it'll be. They've really all been low scoring so far, I mean, except for Melbourne. They're scoring pretty scoring scrappy 100. teams. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon I both games. Will be the Eagles Melbourne game, I reckon, will be more high scoring. Be high scoring in that game. Yeah, I reckon that'll be really low scoring. Yeah, I reckon it's gonna be locked down, like real smash. I've I've mentioned this before, but 
And so, like, I first noticed that being a Carlton supporter and watching a lot of Carlton games, Nick Carlton just struggled to score, like, you know, convert inside 50s. And then I mentioned this before, is that I'm pretty sure it's not a Carlton thing. Carlton are, the, Carlton are the worst at it. <laughs> but the entire league right now and the way that footy is being played, the whole, oh, we're league, have the the whole league struggles. <laughs> the whole league struggles to convert inside 50s. And I think that's, like, a bit of a trend that's starting to develop. Well, yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. Uh, like Geelong struggled, and that's you know they lost, and Geelong struggled to convert inside fifties. Sydney, I mean, they're pretty notorious for it anyway, but they also did. Um, and you know these are, I think GWS did on the weekend a little bit as well. They suffered from that. And I think that's like become like a real uh, problem. And I don't know whether I think I felt like I read an article on this or heard somebody talk about it as well recently. Um, saying, you know, is it a conversion factor? Like, because obviously people aren't that good at kicking goals these mm-hmm. days. I think accuracy is an issue. Um, but also, I think, yeah, pre- probably you got, because of pressure, it's such like a high-pressure game. Everybody wants to play that Richmond-style high-pressure game. There's a lot of hacks inside forward 50 that just aren't coming off. And so... A lot of, like, intercepting defenders and stuff. Now yeah, as well, as well. look yeah. to get proactive and actually win the ball back. Yeah, intercept football is like, like that yeah. is football now. Most goals just... come from the turnover as well when you get on the fast break. Like teams rarely score when the defense is set yeah. up. Like it's normally only it's that rebounding out of the back line. Or if you get it in and there's a stoppage and then you kind of like scrap it, scrap it out. But I don't know. The, yeah. It's just that the, the so who's... team's the ones that are the best. So I, I think Richmond's going to win, but I think it'll be a pretty close game. The uh, I think you're right. I think Richmond... We we'll should be. commentate this one. Friday night? Yeah, we should film it, record ourselves commentating it. You'll probably get home in time. Oh, yeah. I'll probably won't get home in time. Oh, yeah, Reese <laughs> won't either. Unless I start earlier. Oh, what was that a 1.20pm game, this Eagles game? Yeah. Wait, 1.20pm our time? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, it must be... Not 11.20 over here. No, they can't be fucking that. Right, can it? Does that mean the other, well, the other one would be 7.50 our time, which means you'd be home in time for that? No, it is. Unless it's just local time every time. It says uh, Western Standard I, Time there. Yeah, one twenty our time. Now the ones at five fifty. I mean, we could just. We don't really want to watch it delayed, do we? No, fuck that. Oh, I don't. I don't know what time. Commentate the second half. <laughs> we'll we'll think about it anyway. We need to figure out a way to um get little phone microphones. Yeah. But you can. There's the app that we use to upload the thing. You can record straight into that on your phone. Yeah. But I don't know if you can get like like little, connect the phone, sync the phones little. together or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So do we all think Richmond will win? I yep. will go for Richmond. I think, yeah, I think Richmond right. will win. West Coast versus Melbourne over here. The Eagles are the favourites. This will be... I won't be surprised if either team wins. Like, I think it's... Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either way. Yeah. The home, um, the home field advantage... Is good. Obviously, Melbourne have won here before, but that still means like the the stats on uh, West Coast number of free kicks at home versus West Coast free kicks away from home are pretty significant. It's pretty significant. Like they average plus nineteen free kicks at home, and away from home, it's like even. Oh, plus so nineteen. It's it's a pretty significant like difference. Um, but as they said on AFL three hundred and sixty this week, like we are down to the better umpires as well. So you'd think maybe they're not as affected by that kind of it's hard not to be though and um i think it was alan richardson made a good point it's not so much when a tackle gets laid all the crowd going ball that baits the umpires into it it's when a melbourne player like 
say Elliot Yo picks up the ball and takes two steps and then gets stripped by Clayton Oliver, it will just be quiet. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's no one yelling ball, so they don't have that like, oh yeah, this is the right decision. So they just don't make one. That that's the bigger one, and I agree. When you watch a game, it's it's noticeable that non-sound yeah. when there's a tackle compared to the other way around where it's like everyone you know it's affirmation or whatever. Um, but I. I think I mean it'd be a fairy tale if Melbourne win, but I I think the Eagles will win. I think they'll just get up because it's at home. Only because it's at home. That's the only reason. They only just got over Collingwood. That's the only thing that makes me I, I thought for sure they'd go through, but they didn't win that I mean Collingwood's proven to be better than I probably thought. But I'm gonna tip Melbourne. People think it's just because I'm And they're, a and they're missing Shepard, so Yeah. People think oh he's a Freo fan, he hates West Coast, but I'm honestly not and like they got that. Will Schofield. Scowies is going to be right. <laughs> the only time I'm ever anti-West Coast is from West Coast fans that like give me shit about Freo or give Freo shit or anti- like I don't care them them losing doesn't benefit Fremantle. Fremantle season's done. You no, you, I mean? like, you're just going who's going to win? Yeah, no, yeah, I just think I just think Melbourne, and I've like you can check back to the very first pod like episode of yeah, the I year. Yeah, I mean it's, it's honestly I've been a Melbourne like I've said how I like Melbourne all along. Like I like their players, like their style of play. I've it's honestly 50 pro Melbourne. It's honestly 50 50. So, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I'm doing Yeah, Melbourne. I think it'd go every, either way, but I'm going to go West Coast. I think the inclusion, well. The inclusion of Will Schofield. No, no, no. The, <laughs> inclusion, the inclusion of, from the last time that they played, uh, Josh Kennedy. Yeah, it'd be totally different. Darling changes the game completely. Um, extra week off. Yeah, that, that obviously, that ex, extra week off. Um, you know, I'm not convinced that Kennedy and Darling are going to fire because they haven't really been and they've been. Kennedy was, I think Kennedy had a Kennedy good second half. Pretty rusty. Yeah. The last game. But yeah, yeah, he's obviously... But you know what? He might actually be better off for the rest as well. They would. They might have been better off if they'd lost the first game and gotten to play an extra one. Yeah, maybe. Have a bit more form. Yeah. Um, but you never know. But, you know, but like, you know, rusty. playing a couple of games and then, um, you know, play, you know, getting some game time into the legs and then having a rest, I think is good for a player coming back off injury, like having a little bit of rest time in between. So... I think it'll be better for him. Um, yeah. And yeah, you only really need one of them to fire, I think. And if both do, then you're laughing. So. Yeah. Well, you know who's good? Uh, we'll go watch him. Neville Jetta. Neville Jetta is the best small defender in the AFL. He's best he, indigenous player. He never gets beaten like one-on-one. He, and even though he's a small guy, I never see him get outbodied. He doesn't go to ground. Is easy. Jeff Garland injured, by the way? Or is nah, he just he's not, just not he's in just form. Shit. No, yeah. He's just not in form. I don't think he's shit. He's just like, oh, shit. I forgot Jeffy Garland played for Melbourne yeah. and he's not playing. I'd love it if he came. Oh, he no. Yeah, it would be great. No, no, no. He's, he's, been, he's been like emergency a few times. So he's not like, you got to remember. Didn't he have a really good start to the year? And then yeah, yeah, I thought like at some, per, at some time, I don't know whether he's it was been, this year or last year, people were like, Oh, best small forward in the competition. I was like, what? He's been not getting a game, but like, remember that he's been not getting a game in a team that's like playing and winning finals pretty well. So, you know, they've just had guys playing really well. Their team balance is good at the moment. Uh, Bernie Vince has played VFL last week. He's trying to get a... They're still you know, in the young VFL, aren't they? Yeah. Well, he'd want to hear, final, he's yeah. retiring, isn't he? So he'd yeah. want to get into the yeah, grand final, old Bernie. All right, do you have a cook? No, yeah, he, Cook's a fucking VF, um Victoria trying to get the Melbourne playing the video of Fed Square oh, yeah. on the screen in the stadium. Yeah. Like it's fair enough on the telecast where they just play it on the tele. You know how they always switch the telecast. Yeah, that's, yeah. they that's want funny. it on the screen his, at the game. Like imagine stupid. if the Eagles tried to do yeah. that over there, they'd be like, oh, "Fuck off, guys." These things that are stupid. Oh, oh my god, These, this is where it's a group fuck this time. Shit. 
Hunt. These are things that are stupid. That, the, the video thing, the fact that they've changed the time of the game, so if the Melbourne team wins, they can get back before the night. That's stupid. They wouldn't have ta- the other way around, they wouldn't have changed <laughs> They wouldn't have changed, wouldn't have changed, changed the time. No, that's tough. Um, the fact that they've started Trade Radio in September... Yep, when the season's stupid. still going, that's they had a launch. It was a launch. It's dumb. a launch day thing, so yeah. it doesn't actually start until I think I read it doesn't it's start October until first of October. Yeah. Oh, but they just did a years. launch thing. Yeah. Like nobody gives that much of dumb. a shit about dumb. trade radio. They should just let the season finish before they worry about the trade stuff. Um, anything else that's dumb? Oh, the the game where they had nineteen players on the field was at the Sample Grand Final. Or whatever. I can't believe they didn't get disqualified, and they they've let them go through. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they didn't get disqualified because they still have the rule where the, the uh, captain has to call a has head to count call a head count for yeah, it to, yeah. to work in the AFL. That's not a thing. We got into see. a grand final off off yeah that, uh, yeah we in, called uh, we called a head back in the day because we called a head count yeah because we were yeah, smashing this team right we were smashing them and then like we were getting that pretty, this was we were getting pretty cocky yeah. but we called a head count earlier in the game and they had too many players on the no, no they had a guy had been red carded and you that's right you're not allowed to replace yeah. them and they'd replaced him so they had uh, 18 on the right amount but they, but should, they, they should have had 17 but they ended up uh coming back and beating but, us yeah. that game but because at the point time of like the head count your score off. gets reverted back to zero so they thought they won yeah but they didn't realize that they actually and had another yeah. 30 points to get or yeah. whatever yeah, they weren't. They were just celebrating too. They were like, "Yeah, we, you know, <laughs> dumb guns." Yeah, we were like, "You've lost." Like we knew as well at the end. We we're like, "I'm pretty sure you've lost." But they were like celebrating, and they gotten into a grand final. No, no I was very surprised they didn't Dickhead. just like they only won by a goal and five points. Yeah. I, I can't believe they <laughs> it didn't cost get them the game. Like irrelevant to whether it had any influence. Like that's yeah. just like well, they I can't kicked, believe they kicked a goal during that time period. So like, if they retracted the score from that time, the other team would have won. Anyways, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back for a big grand final episode. We might manage to commentate some or all of the game on the weekend. Uh, if not, you know what to do. Bit fam. Keep well. Keep well. Keep well. Keep well.